And you're back with Encounter with God here on Faith FM where we are studying the Bible, join the 20 million movement, 20 million people around the world all studying the same chapter of the Bible at the same time. We are in the book of Acts and before we get stuck into the book of Acts, Lawson, you got another clue for the quiz? Yes, I do. Now, now somebody did call up mm-hmm. um, and, uh, but yeah, anyway, they, were, the, the, they, the, they the, didn't the, get the it. The prize is still available. The prize is still available. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Our next clue is, I died in Hebron at age 127. That's a decent age. That's, that's a Have you ever met anybody in their 120s? No. Do we have anyone in their 120s at the moment? What, what do you mean? Like, is, is there anyone it, oh, in, the in the world? Who is the oldest I, living person currently alive? I remember there was, a, there was a Chinese guy, I think, who died in the 80s, who hit 122, but I don't think there's anyone currently in the 120s. Yes, we get a few that, that reach the high teens every now and then, but uh, that's getting up there. You imagine yeah. if you were born 120 <laughs> years ago. Imagine what you have seen in your lifetime. Dude, you, if you were born 100 and, over 120 years ago, you were born in the 1800s. That's incredible. Like that's, oh man, imagine being born in the 1800s and like going through the full industrial revolution to the time we're in now. Like you're like driving around in like a horse and a carriage and now there's like people, you know, imagine when you hit like 1969, like you would be old then. (laughs) Like and, and you're seeing like people go to the moon and now, you know, the time we live in now. We drive remote control buggies around on Mars and have wars using drones. Dude. Oh, <coughs> gee whiz. Things have changed significantly. The Bible says that in the last days, knowledge shall increase and men shall run to and fro. That prophecy in Daniel chapter 12 and verse, um, what is it, verse 4, is a reference actually to the book of Daniel. But nobody can deny the fact that knowledge has increased dramatically in mm-hmm. the last 120 years. Yeah, wow. Well. And as a result of that... Um, yeah, as I've said a few times, knowledge has increased to the point that men no longer need to run to and fro. Yeah. <laughs> Use of communication mm-hmm. is just uh, phenomenal. And, of course, we've got Paul, Paul joining us in the studio today. Uh, welcome to the show again, Paul. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, <clears throat> all right. So what have we got? Uh, let's. Where did we get up to in Acts 28? What verse were we on? So we, we got up to, I'm pretty sure, um, to verse 23. Okay, so pick it up for us in verse 24. Let's keep going. Uh, yeah. yeah. In Actually, no, I'll read from verse 23. Yeah, it's, give some context. Yeah, give some, give context. some context. Absolutely. Um, the Bible said, says in Acts 28, uh, verse 23, the Bible says, So a time was set, and on that day a large number of people came to Paul's lodging. He explained and testified about the kingdom of God and tried to persuade them about Jesus from the Scriptures. Using the law of Moses and the books of the prophets, he spoke to them from morning until evening. Some were persuaded by the things he said, but others did not believe. And after they had argued back and forth among themselves, they left with this final word from Paul. The Holy Spirit was right when he said to your ancestors through Isaiah the prophet, Go and say to this people, When you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend, for your hearts of these people will are hardened. And their ears cannot hear, and they have closed eyes, so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. Okay, let's stop there for a moment. Um, that's a pretty inflammatory kind of passage that Paul pulls out there, isn't it? So, so Paul is, this is the, the, the Jewish people have gathered around. And, uh, and, and he's reasoned with them from the Bible all day long. 
He's done an entire <laughs> day's presentation mm-hmm. on the subject of the Messiah. Yeah. You can pull out a lot of information with a full day. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can present some pretty sound arguments if you've got a whole day to actually, you know, pull this off. And at the end of that, you've got some people who accept Jesus Christ, praise God. Mm-hmm. And you've got others who don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a situation where the evidence is actually overwhelming and uh, overpowering so much so that it is impossible to deny the evidence, and yet people still do. Why do people do that? Why do why do people deny what they can actually see as being black and white? Well, you know, in, excuse me. In many ways, people w- would have been weighing things up. Mm-hmm. They would have been pondering, and Paul would have read that in their eyes, in their in their feedback. Paul was very accurate when it comes to reading his audience. Yeah, wasn't that, isn't that true? And so for him, for, for Paul to say what he did really gave them the opportunity to ponder it even deeper, mm. to say, well, am I in that group or am I in this group? Where do I stand? What, what do I really have to um, decide here? Mm. And so Paul was really challenging them. This is, yeah. a, this is an interesting lesson that we have here as, as regards soul winning. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, is there a time and a place in soul winning to just hit people hard? Mm. Yeah. I, I think know, so, so often we just go softly, softly and like, oh, you know, we don't want to offend anyone or mm. hurt their feelings or anything like that. You know, when we're trying to reach somebody for Jesus, my question is, is there a time when we just hit, hit people hard? Mm. I think like it's it's so interesting. That's like the amazing, this is, this is where the difficulty comes into soul winning and this is the main reason why it's like, we're constantly, you know, I know for myself, I'm constantly asking for the Holy Spirit to lead me and guide me because you're dealing with people and different people are at different places. There are times where you need to tread around the edges and just be a genuine friend. Mm. You know, you just need to, you know, uphold a Christ-like character in yourself and, you know, invite someone over for a meal and just spend time with them hanging out. And then there's times where you're making serious appeals to them to, hey, you know, today is the day of salvation. I recently, um, you know, I've, We've been studying with some some contacts um, that have just come such a long way in in Christ, and and it's just amazing. And um, last time I studied with them, we studied the law of God, and I made the appeal at the end, like, "Hey, you know," because they they smoke, and I made the appeal, I, like I went in, and I talked a little bit about myself and me overcoming some of the the you know the things that I had in my life. I talked about drinking, how I used to be a drinker, and I used to drink pretty heavy, and then and then. You know, I decided one day to give that up and it was a massive change and it was really hard, but, you know, it's benefited my life so much and I'm now, you know, nearly two years sober. Um, praise God. Amen. But, mm. yeah, I come to these people and I, I just I just said, like, I believe God is calling me to say to you right now to give up smoking because he loves you more than, than, you, than you smoking. And it was, it was amazing and they did. And, that, like, we, we got down on our knees and we prayed that God would be with us and, and that they wouldn't buy another packet of smokes. And um, it, it was, like, an incredible experience. And I think, ultimately, I was led to, to, to that opening, you know, to say that particular thing because of the leading of the Holy Spirit and, and the reading of the room. So it was, it was amazing. Yeah, so, look, my point on this is Paul wasn't just uh, talking here about the Messiah. Mm. He was also expounding to them about the kingdom of God. Mm. And that's what he was challenging them on. So when we uh, talk with people, we're not just talking about the Messiah. That's such an important theme. But we're also developing many other areas in their thinking. Mm. You know, what, How do they see the kingdom of God in their life? How is it working for them? 
is it working for them? Mm. And so Paul here was really challenging them at this level, I, I believe, by saying, do you really see? And, you know, we, we could say this to people out there today. Do, do they really see where they're heading, their choices? What choices are they making? You know, I spoke to a fellow the other night. He's just had bowel cancer. He's had two operations. And we're sitting at a table, and I said, uh, I said, you know, the bowel is such an important part of, of our health and well-being. Mm-hmm. And it's where our body takes water into the body, through the bowel. And he had a glass of water in front of him, and, he, and I said, so are you drinking plenty of water? He said, yeah, the specialists are telling me that. I've got to drink two litres a day. I said, but, <laughs> but are you doing it? He said, it, and he looked at that glass of water, and he said, this is late in the evening. He said, that's the first one all, all day I've had. And I think, don't you, you see? You've got to be joking. He's just, he's just. I laugh when they sit, like the specialist says I have to drink two litres of water a day. <laughs> two litres of water is not much to drink in a day, seriously. Mm. You know, I mean, I think, I, I just assume that most people drink a couple of litres of water a day, but I guess that um, this is very much not the case, is it? No, and, no. and he's just not seeing it. And he says, well, I have tea and coffee. And I said, well, really, we consider that dirty water. You know, that's... Well, it, also, it, also, um, it also leaches water out of the body. It does. Mm. So he's not taking... It dehydrates you. Alcohol's the same. Alcohol yeah. um, dehydrates you. And so this person is an example. People just don't take it serious. Paul here was challenging this. Mm. Do you really see? Or are you seeing but not really seeing? Understanding? Mm. You know, the specialist would have been saying to my friend, now, make sure you drink plenty of water. It keeps your bowel clean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no, no. He doesn't see. Ah, it's just human nature, isn't it? Human nature is one of those things that uh, can really get us into trouble where we know what we should do and we just don't choose to do it. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so coming back to this discussion here, Paul has um, been preaching to these people all day. Mm. Those people that reject the message of Paul... Is it likely that he is going to be able to preach to them again, do you think? I think, yeah, I think definitely, you know, okay. because people, like, it's, it's unlikely, but people are at different stages in life. I know, I, I can just say from personal experience, I remember um, when I was in year seven or eight, there was a, there was a thing um, that we could do at school. We could go along to, there was a youth conference, like to, you know, a, a youth for Jesus conference, you know, and all the, all the Christian schools in the area come together and go to this conference. And, um, it, but it was like a sign up thing. Like you had to sign up to go, you, you know, it wasn't just like a whole school went, um, it was, you know, select people. And I remember I was like, yeah, day off school, I'll, I'll go to a youth conference, you know, um, that's awesome. So I like signed up and I, I think it was like, $20 and I put my $20 in and I went along to this youth conference and they they preached about, you know, guy was talking about Jesus and like from what I remember of the message, which wasn't a lot, um, but it was a message about the sacrifice that Jesus made, It was, which is amazing. Like it was epic. It was awesome. And I'm sitting there, you know, I was uh, 14 and I had no experience with religion and I... Uh, didn't care about Jesus. I was living my own life, racing motorbikes and whatnot. And I li- sat there and I listened. And I remember he made an appeal at the end um, for everyone if they want to accept Jesus to like, if they want to stand up for Jesus to like stand. And like 
this one kid stood because, dude, like the Holy Spirit worked on his heart. And he mm. was like, yeah, I'm going to stand for Jesus. And then everyone else started setting up. So, I'm like, oh, it looks like I have to do it. So, I just stood up just so I didn't look like a, a Jesus hater in front of like everyone. And, I, you know, because <laughs> I just went with the crowd. But like that had no impact or effect on me, mm. even though it was such a powerful message. Um, only, you know, that was when I was 14, you know, four years later. Um, when some people came to me, they, they was initially like, hey, Lawson, do you want to hang out with us and go to dinner with us? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And I befriended these godly Christians and that eventually led to them sitting down and saying, like, hey, do you want to study the Bible with us? And they turned to the, the prophecies of Daniel and it blows my mind and that, that opens the door. So I think that it brings up the thing of like, we should never be afraid or ashamed to, to try and bring something spiritual to the table to people um, because, you know, they might reject it at first, but there's always going to be more opportunities. Sometimes you won't get an- another opportunity, but we can't. In fact, we should be encouraged. We should be encouraged to share because we know that there might not be another opportunity. And this is what Paul's sort of doing here. He's like spoken for a day. Like this being, and this is Paul, man. This is a guy who was a Pharisee. He was a, you know, up there. He was a lawyer of the Mosaic law. He knew the Bible. Like this guy knew what was going on here. Um, and he's just shared with them probably like, I would love to get the notes for this sermon because it was probably one of the most legit sermons ever. Like just smashing any idea that they had that Jesus wasn't the Messiah. Um, and he gets to the point and these people still aren't accepting. And he ends with, like essentially, you know, God is calling you to, to hear and you're not opening yourselves up. Like I've done everything that I can and I feel like we can only be satisfied when we do something. Yeah, if we do nothing, if, we, if we're like Paul, you know, and we know that, oh, you know, people won't accept what I'm saying so I just won't share anything, then we just, and we, and we do nothing, like then, you know, God can work with something a lot more than he can work with nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, I, I, I had a little bit of a rant there, but this is something that's close to my heart. It's it's the work that I do. I go around and I knock on doors and I ask people if they want to study the Bible with me. And uh, it, it's it's funny because a lot of people, you know, I get rejected by a lot of people because they're like, oh, this guy just wants to like, you know, indoctrinate me or whatever. And it's funny, the, 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 the funniest experience is because you have some people who are super interested and keen, but you have those people who, who accept it and they don't really know. And they realize after a couple studies, like, no, this person just genuinely loves God. And, you know, because of that love for God in his heart, he's coming here and sharing with me the truth of God because he cares about me. And it's like, that's what that's what's going on with Paul here. He's just sharing with them the truth of Scripture because he loves these people. And why does he love those people? Because because of Jesus. Because he's like, man, Jesus has saved me and he saved all of you. And now you have this opportunity to accept it. And he goes, you know, Paul goes forth and he's like, yeah, look, like today is the day. And that's, what, you know, where it says in a, in a later letter of, of Paul, I, I don't remember what book it's in, but it's where it's like, you know, today is the day of salvation. Because like, man, Jesus has already made the sacrifice. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If Man, if you have that burden on your heart, if you have that yearning, if you can see like that Jesus is the Messiah, why, why, you know, why, why leave it? Why leave? Why leave accepting Him? Um, because, because think about what you're accepting. You're lit- you're accepting eternal life from the God that loves you. Like, you know, the only thing that I think is stopping them here is pride. 
is that yeah that they 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 just don't want to accept that that oh they they're good enough or you've got to have some reason for it don't you yeah like because it's 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 so funny the way that people are just subtly indifferent like you you offer them everything and they're just like oh i don't know like it's a clear choice mm. but it's ultimately people want to choose themselves over over the truth you know yeah. I want to draw yeah. a parallel here. <coughs> Thank you for, for, for sharing. Of course, <laughs> if you live in the Newcastle, uh, Lower Hunter, Raymond Terrace, anywhere in that area, and you would like to do Bible studies with um, Lawson, then give us a call. You know what our number is, 1-800-324-843. I'm sure that Lawson would love to come around <laughs> yeah, and share the Bible with you to. or text us on 0491-064-669. Paul. Yeah, look, in answer to your question, Paul here was laying a foundation. Mm. He continued for another two years mm. in this area. And many people would have come into faith in this period. Mm. And so Paul here, yes, he did throw a cat amongst the, pig- the pigeons to a, a group of people, to this people group, his own people group. He knew how to handle them. And he was preparing them in so many ways. And so, uh, yeah, time. Time does the work. Because it's not so much us that does the convicting. Mm-hmm. It's the Spirit of God. Yeah, well. And so Paul here was laying a foundation for this. You know, he was really one of God's greatest uh, workers in this area. Mm. Yeah, and, and I just want to just remind our uh, listening audience of the passages that we're talking about. You know, this is where, where Paul quotes from Isaiah, you know, saying, Go unto this people and saying, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand. Seeing you shall see and not perceive. So he's telling look, you know, you've heard it, you've seen it, but you can't understand it. You can't, you know, you're refusing to. Mm. For the heart of this people has grown gross and their ears dull of hearing and their eyes they have closed lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them you know he finishes off he says be it known therefore unto you that the salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles and that they will hear it and when he had said these words the Jews departed and had great reasoning amongst themselves and I think this this Absolutely. Is, the, <coughs> is what it's all about right here yeah. isn't it uh. You know, he has he has thrown the cat amongst the pigeons and they are now not going to stop discussing it because he's hit them hard. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the other things that, um, you know, and I guess um, sharing my own experience in similar kinds of situations, working in public evangelism, every now and then you will get somebody who listens to a presentation that is absolutely crystal clear and that they cannot argue against, but they don't like it. Mm. They have an emotional response that is pulling them in another direction. And uh, as a result of that, I've had people at times be very upset, you know, and they've, they've talked to me afterwards and they're like, I'm never coming back to these meetings again and, you know, mm. just, just very strong about it. And it's at that point that I always make a point of, okay, this person's not coming back. This is my last opportunity. This is my last appeal. And I make a hard appeal right there, you know. And I remind them. I remind people that you know, a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Mm. Yeah, wow. And you have just been convinced against your will. Mm. That is why you're holding to your opinion when you have no argument. And uh, and 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 then you know, point out to people that um, you know, because one time I remember um, <coughs> preaching on the subject of the mark of the beast. Mm-hmm. Exciting subject. Someone got upset. Um, they're bolting out the door, so I bolted out the door after them. I'm going to chase this person down, catch them in the car park, and <laughs> and uh, you know grab some literature to give them because I could see they were um, a bit bent out of shape over what they had heard, 
And uh, so we had a, a brief and polite discussion there um, in which he informed me, you know, he's like, is done, he's like not coming back. And I said, look, you need to understand that you will live to see everything I have spoken about tonight take place in the future. And when that happens, my appeal to you right now is if you haven't made a surrender, make it then. Mm. Anyway, we need to move on with today's show. This is Jaden Levy. Listening to Jaden Lavik with Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing here on Faith FM. And as we come to the end of the book of Acts, it's been, uh, what have we been going, 13 weeks now on mm-hmm. the book of Acts. It's been an amazing Bible study. 
Um, and we are about to finish. This yep. is the last time we will study the book of Acts together. Mm-hmm. Next week we will have a new Bible study and, and you can join 20 million people around the world who will be studying a new passage of the Scriptures. The Bible says in verse 30, Paul lived there two years in his own hired house and received all that came to him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no one stopping him. Paul, what was uh, what was Paul's... We have Paul and Paul and Paul. <laughs> Paul and Paul here. But what was what was Paul's? You know, what was his his, his main thing? What was his drive oh, look, through all of this? You know, when I've when I think back over this study and I think of the life of Paul and the, and the incredible challenges and uh, you mm. know and even the way Paul saw this, he saw this as an exciting experience. And I I suppose to I have to ask myself, do I see it like that? You know, where am I? Where do I fit into this? And if we think back at some of these verses, like in Acts 18, verse 9 and 10, it says, uh, Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent, for I am with you, and no man is going to attack and harm you because I have many people in this city. Mm. Paul was continually challenged to push ahead, you know, to push to the mark, to get to the end, keep sharing the good news of my kingdom. And Paul really ran with that. Mm-hmm. He, he he was um, Paul was excited every day just mm. to live in that understanding of the kingdom of God. And to me, I find that an exciting thing, you know, because w- where do we fit into this? Mm. Is there any more chapters that are being written in our life in the books of heaven? You know, and I have yep. to be challenged by that. Absolutely, absolutely. Now it seems that uh, if we look at this from a, this story from a historical perspective, you know, this is where Luke finishes his story. Mm-hmm. We don't know exactly why. Um, there could be a number of different reasons why why Luke finishes off at this particular point. Just to finish out the story of Paul, it seems that from the evidence we have, Paul was actually acquitted there in Rome. Mm. There was no evidence against him. And there had never had been any evidence against him, and so the charges that were brought when he goes before Caesar, you know, they don't stand up. The evidence we have, and of course we're not dealing with scripture here, we're dealing with um, history, but there's good historical um, records to indicate that Paul went from Rome on another missionary journey Mm. that we know nothing about, really, Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course was taken back to Rome where he was eventually executed. And that's what I want to come down. I want to come down to the end of the story here. Um, and to do so, we're going to go over to Second Timothy, where he's writing to this uh, young man, probably, you know, <clears throat> probably just days before his execution, maybe even hours, that he writes uh, this last letter. And I just want to go to the end of Second Timothy, and I want you to notice the words of faith that Paul uses here. Um, and Lawson, I wonder whether you could just start for us there. Uh, verse 6. If you could just start for us in verse 6, please. Yeah, sure. The Bible says in Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse 6, As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race, and I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me, on the day of his return. Mm. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. And of course, according to tradition and history, we have no reason to question it. Paul was uh, beheaded just outside the 
um, the walls, the, mm. the city walls of Rome, and died there in Rome for his faith. But I just, <coughs> there is a, um, you know, what a, what a ring of triumph there is in this passage right mm. here. You know, I am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. In other words, I am about to be executed. You know, how would you feel? What would you, what kind of things would you be writing about, you know, just before you are executed? What would mm. be the last things that you'd be thinking and saying? And this is, this is what goes through his head. You know, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. Yeah. Can we all, will we all come to yeah. the end of our life and be able to say mm. that? You know, I know whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he is able to, you know, to save me to the uppermost, uttermost. Mm. You know, Lyle, you, in those verses, <coughs> Paul brings out the point of a righteous judge. Mm-hmm. You know, we often don't go through our da- day thinking about judgment. No. But, you know, there will come a time when all of us will be faced with this issue. Mm. All of us. And people right at the end of their life often ponder this. You know, they think back, what have I done? Why have I been so careless or whatever? Some can rest in peace thinking, like Paul here, I fought a good fight. You know, maybe we need to think about this more often. Mm -hmm. You know, what am I choosing today? If my life came to an abrupt end today, how would I stand in the judgment? Because the judgment is a real issue. Mm. Some people will rejoice and some people will think, oh, man, my choices today have been dreadful. <laughs> man. You know, some people are terrified of judgment from God. Mm. And it sort of makes you wonder why, because it's like, well, he's trying to do everything he can to get you into heaven. He's your best friend. He's, um, he's working so hard. Um, and it's so simple. You know, if God is calling to your heart today, you know, as, as you just pointed out there, Paul, um, what's holding you back? What's stopping you? Mm. You can be right with God right now. Simply mm. give your life to Jesus. Surrender your life to him. Make that decision right now. Don't put it off for another moment. Um, and if you're driving in your car, just pull over to the side of the road and take a moment to give your life to Jesus Christ because it, you know, it will transform your life now mm. and for eternity and it will give you that peace that Paul had. Mm. You know, I, I suppose people consider what they will miss out on in this, in this world. And that is uh, a real issue with many people because when it comes to giving your life to God, uh, we're all faced with the issue of s- surrender, mm. which is a, a real issue. I need to surrender and give up this. And yes, there are things we need to give up. There's mm. no doubt about it. We can't be um, you know, foolish in our thinking. There's some things. I, I gave up many things. It's not because... I was my arm was being twisted, but because I wanted to. Mm. And yeah, there's a bit of a struggle at times. And Paul here, there are many things that he probably could have done in his life, but he chose and he surrendered to the will of God and just pursued it with a passion. And that's what God really wants of us. Mm, absolutely, mm. You know? man. That's it's it's so amazing because I think you know for my for myself as a young person, like I'm 19. And it's, you know, the constant thing is like, ah, oh, you're so young, you've got your life ahead of you. But when you bring life into its, you know, ob- objective reality that like, man, I can die. I can go at any time. Um, life, life is not mm. long. Um, and but like, what am I doing and what does it really mean? Like that, that's the real like thing that we need to get to is like, it, does my life actually mean something? Yeah. I think often, you know, people don't give up what they want to give up. It's because, ah. Oh, like, this is what gives me meaning. This is what gives me purpose. But ultimately, like, 
you know, Paul's Paul's journey here ends with him saying, "Yes, I've fought the good fight um, of faith," and it's it's quite similar, but <laughs> but from a different perspective for someone like Solomon, who like lives a life where he's given everything by God and and squanders a lot of it, and then he writes the book of Ecclesiastes, which is sort of this realization to him of like, okay, what is life really about? And he closes that book with, "Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter." Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. And it's like, man, like our lives actually mean something. And we can make the decision today for it to, you know, for our lives today to start reflecting that meaning. And that is like to give our hearts to God and to live as a child of God and accept him and, and one day be standing in heaven righteous. Mm. Lawson, I couldn't think of anything better to finish this Bible study with.
They're living far longer and far happier than most people in the world. And now, their secret's out. Six regions have been identified as blue zones, places where people experience holistic health, and it's doing them a lot of favors. So do yourself a favor and come along to the free Rethink Health workshops, where we will explore six core principles of health and longevity proven through the Blue Zones at the Swansea Center Sunday, October 7, October 14, and October 21st. From 5 p.m. is where you'll find us. For more information, call 0402-528-869 or search for the Rethink Health event on Facebook. Never ending 
You're listening to All Sons and Daughters. You will remain here on Faith FM and we are remaining for the question of the day because that's the time of the day that it has arrived. Before we go to the question of the day, has anybody got the quiz yet? We need another clue, don't we? Yes, we do yeah, need Yeah, we need another clue. clue. All right. So, here we go. Another clue. Um, this Again, this is a who am I quiz and the Bible says, I mean, not the Bible, this quiz question says, but the Bible also says, I was mistreated by... Uh, my I mistreated my maidservant Hagar. Yeah, if yeah. You know, <laughs> come on. If it had stopped at I mistreated my maidservant, I'd be like, yeah, that's kind of obscure. But now the Bible, now the quiz is naming names. So yeah. Anyway, all right, let's get into it. Question of the day. So the question for today is, what does it mean to keep? The Sabbath. Okay. The Bible says in uh, Exodus chapter 20, and this is probably the easiest place to start. And while we're turning there, I'm going to rem- remind you the Bible, Jesus claims the Sabbath as his own. He mm-hmm. says, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. In other words, it is his day. Mm-hmm. That's the first point that we need to, uh, to, to draw out. The second point that we need to draw out is that the Bible says the Sabbath was made for man. Mm-hmm. And when it uses the word man there, it uses the word for humanity, for mankind, not for Jewish people, but for all of humanity. In other words, the Sabbath was made to be a blessing. And mm-hmm. the Sabbath is an incredible blessing when you actually practice what it says and you actually keep the Sabbath. Mm. So you've got this whole situation here where we live in a life, we, we live a life today that is very tense and is very, you know, very challenging and high pressure. In Australia, we are cracking under the pressure at phenomenal, unprecedented rates. And God has given us a circuit breaker so that that doesn't happen. God knew the pressure that would come into human life if we allowed it to do so. So he gave us a commandment. He says, no, I don't want you to have that kind of pressure. I'm going to give you a commandment that's going to ensure that this doesn't happen to you. So in Exodus chapter 20, and we start reading in verse 8, it says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. So he's reminding them about something that's already been there. Uh, remember, you know, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall you labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work. You nor your son, your maidservant, your maidservant, your cattle nor your stranger that is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven, earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. The first thing that is involved in keeping the Sabbath is that the Sabbath is a day of rest. This is God coming to you and saying, you need a holiday. Mm. You need it once every seven days. You need to have a break. You can't function like this. Your life is going to fall apart. You're going to be dealing with depression and anxiety and stress and heart disease and you know all kinds of chronic diseases because you are working too hard. Let mm. me give you a day off. So that's the first thing. The Bible says don't work on the Sabbath day. That's a great idea. Let's, let's, let's do that. All right, so if we're not going to work on the Sabbath day, what does that mean? When the Bible says rest, do we have a long sleep in and just stay in bed all day? No. Turn over a little bit further, and you find in Leviticus chapter 23, the Bible tells us what we are to do on this particular day. <clears throat> it says six days shall work be done. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest. We already read that. A holy gathering together. So this is not just a time of rest, but it is also a time for community Mm -hmm. where you gather together, you surround yourself with friends, family, whoever it might be, uh, and enjoy community. Now, it has been proven that there is no greater um, element to life outside of good, solid community that 
is a greater predictor of long life and good health. Wow. There have been a number of studies that have come out that have shown this, and they've also detailed as communities fall apart how that life quality and length of life falls apart and how chronic diseases rise incredibly rapidly. And so God gave you the Sabbath as a time of rest for yourself personally. He gave it to create community amongst you. This is what Jesus practiced when Jesus was here on this earth. The Bible says that it it was his habit to go to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, to go to church on the Sabbath day. And, of course, this is where you find community. This is where you hang out with your friends. Uh, this is where you enjoy their company. This is where you relax and just enjoy having good, solid, meaningful relationships. Our world is dying for a lack of meaningful relationships. And so this is why God gave us this incredible blessing. He says, look, I made it for you. That's what Jesus says, as a blessing for you. That is the incredible gift of the Sabbath. We're going to listen to Carly Fletcher with Come Home. You're listening to Faith FM. You come after the one who is lost Though the ninety-nine remain And you search near
Back, guys, you are listening to Carly Fletcher with Come Home here on Faith FM. We have come to the conclusion of the show. And at the conclusion of our show, we always have something free to give away. This is where we get the greatest blessing because the Bible says it is more blessed to give than receive. We are about to give something away. This is for free. You don't need to answer any quiz clues or jump through any other hoops to get this particular prize. All you need to do is be the first caller on 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669. And of course, don't forget you can contact us through our social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, and YouTube. And, of course, our YouTube channel is where we are building our um, <coughs> all of our questions of the days. We have a whole bunch of those that are going to be going up next week. So jump onto our YouTube channel next week to find out more about that. However, do you want more wisdom and direction in life? You know, something deep within us longs to know God more, and the essence of the Bible and Christianity is simply that, knowing God. Maybe you've already tried reading the Bible and praying, yet failed to establish a connection with God. If this is you, this is the book for you. You are incredibly important to to God, and this little book is called I Want More, presented by Gary Kent. Um, and the It Is Written Oceana television series. Um, <clears throat> it says your life is highly valuable in God's eyes and He wants your life to be filled with good things. Give us a call, 1-800-324-843 or text us on 491 And don't forget, if you would like to do my Bible study course, which is called The Prophetic Code, 
then call us on that number as well and I can make sure that you are able to do that course entirely for free. You're listening to Faith FM. Stay tuned. See you when- 